Oh shit, are we recording? What's up? This is the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. I am your host, Ellie Blake, and this is a place where we discuss getting your shit together. Why? Because the more people on the planet getting their shit together and being the best version of themselves means the less assholes there are. I'm down for that. Are you down for that? All right, let's go. What's up, Steph? Welcome back to the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. We're doing shit different again today. It's the Ellie and Steph, Steph and Ellie talk shit show. (laughs) Happy to have you here. (laughs) Thanks for having me again, Ellie. I'm so excited for this conversation today. (laughs) Yes. Why don't you tell everybody what we're going to be talking shit about today? (laughs) So Ellie and I are going to be talking shit about religion versus spirituality because this is something that we have seen not a lot of people really understand the difference between and we're just going to be sharing our experiences our opinions beliefs and is there anything that you want to add to that Ellie (laughs) I just want to make it very clear these are our opinions beliefs and experiences so take it or leave it the beauty of this is you're the one that gets to decide what you believe in and what resonates with you and what doesn't. So just want to throw that out there. And I guess we were going to start out with some very factual Google definitions. (laughs) Google doesn't lie. Google's accurate, right? Like I don't, do you have like an Oxford dictionary at your house? I don't, I guess we could, they probably have a website. Duh. Anyways, (laughs) The definition of religion, according to Google, is the belief in and worship of a superhuman power or powers, especially a god or gods. And then if you Google search spirituality, it says the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. And then because we're fucking on point here, we Googled. (laughs) What is the difference between religion and spirituality? And it says, religion is a specific set of organized beliefs and practices, usually shared by a community or group. Spirituality is more of an individual practice and has to do with having a sense of peace and purpose. It also relates to the process of developing beliefs around the meaning of life and the connection with others. End of podcast. Spirituality is cooler. (laughs) We're done here. That's it. Thanks thanks for coming, guys. (laughs) Okay. But for real, when I think of religion, and it's like convenient that these start with the same letters, but when I think of religion, I think rules. And when I think of spirituality, I think of self. So we both went to where do you went to a Catholic school too, right? But I only yeah, did it for yeah. preschool. So I'm like less trauma, less traumatized less as traumatized. you. But <laughs> let's both like just share our stories on religion. I just want everybody to realize we weren't raised as spiritual people, you and I. We were both raised like mm-hmm. in religion. So we've seen both perspectives and we both kind of made our own choices on our own. So yeah, just talk about your experience and the schools and all that stuff. 
Yeah. So I went to a Catholic school from first grade until sixth grade. And the reason that I stopped going to Catholic school is because I basically like my friends were leaving the Catholic school. I had like a very tight knit group of me and three other girls and two of them were leaving. So I didn't want to be there anymore. And I like basically begged my dad to let me go to public school. So in seventh grade, I was that new girl in public school that didn't know how to use a locker, like was just like, oh my gosh, this is like crazy compared to what I've Wait, been they don't have lockers? <laughs> they didn't. They got oh, them crazy. the year that I left. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I know. I couldn't open my locker. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> but you're so right. Like when you say like religion is rules, like there were so, so many rules in this Catholic school that I went to. And I'm half Filipino. And in the Philippines, it's like a very Christian country. So even though my family, my dad is not Filipino, my mom is, we didn't go to church on Sundays, but I think they just kind of were like, oh, well, if we put her in Catholic school, like that's, that's good enough. She's getting like, you know, raised by, by this religion. She'll be right. Yeah. (laughs) But I just remember like being judged so much and like breaking rules was just like something that like you you did not do or you like people looked at you in a different way Mm -hmm. and you didn't want to get in trouble you didn't want to be that person and I just remember it, it feeling like and I kind of brought this up in the last episode that you and I were on Ellie about the school system where it just felt like I constantly had to prove myself and Mm -hmm. prove my worth and I was just constantly judging myself and thinking like anything that I did wasn't good enough because I wasn't going to church because I wasn't following all of these rules. Mm -hmm. And once I learned about spirituality, that was more of no, like you are worthy. You are everything that you need to be, but you just don't see it. You've been programmed, you know, all of your life to not see it and to aim for perfection. And that's like so far from how we're supposed to be living and just so far from the truth of what how like the worth that we have in ourselves so especially growing up as a child I feel like it really really got to my self-worth like the Mm -hmm. most from my experience yeah I mean too like when I think of just like phrases that I heard going to church you know I went to Sunday school every Sunday we went to church every Sunday just the shit that you hear it's like sinner you know, good versus evil. Like they literally tell you, you will burn in hell. (laughs) Like if you do certain shit, it's like, God, this is such a traumatic thing to like tell children. I mean, it's in the church with adults and stuff too. So they're saying it in front of everybody, but I think there's a lot of fear and punishment surrounding it. And that was something to me at a young age where I, I questioned that very young. I'm like, why? I I have three strikes that I talk about of of me and my history with religion. And, you know, one of of me just realizing shit, the first one, and we talked about this a little in in our last episode together is baptism. Like I'm a baby. I didn't fucking do anything. I didn't do shit. Like just telling (laughs) us like, Hey, you were born with this original sin. Like, come (laughs) on. Like, this is ridiculous. The strike two was... My mom told me that I wasn't supposed to read Harry Potter and she let me read it anyways because she's super cool. But (laughs) (laughs) 
she let me read it anyways, but I just like didn't understand. And it, she was like, well, it's about like witches and wizards and that's against Christianity and blah, 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 whatever. And I'm like, this is a children's book. Like even as a child, I'm like, this is a, a fantasy book. Like what's the problem? And then strike three was when my dog died when I was like 11 or 12 in middle school and was talking about it at Sunday school and just obviously saying how sad I was, but like, oh, but it's okay. He's in heaven now. And my Sunday school teacher was like, no, like animals don't go to heaven. (gasps) Like dogs, dogs aren't in heaven. And it's like, how are you going to say this to a child whose dog just like suddenly got hit by a car on Thanksgiving, mind you? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) And (laughs) I know, like fucking terrible. That guy sucks. Anyways. (laughs) So to me, I didn't understand why everything was just made to like, make you feel bad, like you did something wrong, or just constantly like worried or paranoid almost that you're doing something wrong. It's like, just don't be a fucking piece of shit person. Like that's that should be good enough, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like I feel the most judged around people that are just like extremely religious. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to walk around eggshells, like walking on eggshells around them. I feel like I have to like really watch what I say. I'm going to share a story about just an example of this. I was working at the um, Windows and Siding Company that I worked at before I became a coach. And it was a job that I worked at and then I stopped working and then I came back like multiple times. So this was the last time that I had come back. Mm-hmm. So I was new to some people, like all the people that weren't there gotcha. when I was there. Yeah. So I was new to some people. A lot of people didn't know me. And I was asked to make flyers for our holiday party. And it's like for the Thanksgiving, like the Thanksgiving dates that were off, our Christmas party, the Christmas dates that were off, and just all the information about the Christmas party. And in that, I put the information on the Christmas party. And I love The Office. And if you don't, (laughs) fuck you. And I, there was this meme and the original meme is like, it's it's Michael Scott. And it says at the top, like when your family won't take tequila shots with you at 9am on Christmas morning. And then it's Michael Scott and a picture of him. And it says, well, happy birthday, Jesus. Sorry, your party's so lame. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Love that meme. But okay. So it wasn't like that beginning part. It wasn't there. It was just the picture of Michael Scott. And it said, happy birthday, Jesus. Sorry, your party's so lame. And I like put it at the bottom of this flyer. And I was like, so like, because this was an office where like, they didn't (laughs) care. Like you could, it was very inappropriate environment. Like you could do and say whatever you wanted. I was laughing about this. I was like, oh my gosh, like it's Michael Scott. Ha ha. You know, real excited about it. I even like laminated them. So they want to get all crinkly. And I like put them all around the office. (laughs) Legit as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the girls that worked there, she was like, he was like into drugs, went to rehab and then like found God. And she comes up to me and she was like, excuse me, did you make these? And mind you, this is like a girl that's like our age. I'm 33 years old, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, I did. And she was like, you know, this really offends me because you're making it sound like Jesus's party is going to be lame And I think that's really rude. You shouldn't just assume that he's going to have a lame party. And she's like, can you please like change these and take them down? And I was new at the time. So I didn't want to stir up any trouble. 
but I was so angry. I was like taking them down and I would like tell everyone, like if I was like taking it down outside, ripping it off the wall, I'd be like, you know what? That girl with the blue hair is fucking complaining about this and making me take it down. But it was just like one of those situations where it's like, oh God, I can't even like enjoy myself and be funny without like Mm -hmm. somebody taking this the wrong way. And guess what? Jesus's birthday apparently isn't even on Christmas. So who's the dumb one now? <laughs> oh shit. When is his birthday supposed to be? I need to stop. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Hold on. And then tell me when is Jesus's actual birthday? Do we know? <laughs> oh no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't okay. Know. Someone listening may. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Somebody please let us know when Jesus was born. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Okay. But like here's what I have to say about that. And Listen, we're really not trying to piss off everyone. And if you go to church and that's your thing, I'm happy for you. But I feel like very religious people are very triggered very easily. And I I, I don't really understand why that is. Not even about just like religious stuff in general. It's like they just are kind of like uptight by nature. I don't know if that's the right word to say it, but I don't know. I don't want to like judge all of them as a whole and be like everyone that goes to church is uptight because that's definitely not the case you know but what it comes down to is just like the idea at least the pressure that I always felt is that like religion is kind of like shoved upon us you know and spirituality was never shoved upon me I was the one that went out and researched it and learned about it like nobody was making me pledge allegiance to one nation under God you know type stuff Mm -hmm. like that so it's just there's a lot of things that are like a little bit off to me where it's not like that in spirituality. And that's why I I resonated so much more with spirituality once I started just researching different religions and different ways of life. Like that's when it clicked for me and made more sense of like, it doesn't have to be this do good or or you're burning in hell type situation. It's like, hey, were you better than you were yesterday? All right, cool. Like keep doing that shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, A lot more laid back, you know? And it's, it's also too, another thing is like, spirituality is so much more about yourself. I mean, you touched on this a little bit earlier, just like empowering yourself, worshiping yourself, whereas like religion is worship this God. And Uh almost like the, almost like God is in control. Like you're not in control. God is the one in control. And to me, again, from a very young age, I was like, no, fuck that. Like, this is Uh my life. I'm in control. So I don't know why they're so triggered so easily. Yeah. It's just, I think it it has a lot to do too with just you know, everyone's judging everyone Mm -hmm. and it creates this frustration, right? To where if, if everyone would just, could just focus on themselves and bettering themselves and not necessarily even worrying about what other people think, but just doing things for the sake of being happy. Mm -hmm. And there wouldn't be this, oh, like pointing fingers or just you're going to be punished or just using a lot of like fear and control to Mm -hmm. prove a point or just to have people come in. Another experience I had was my aunt died last year. And when we had her funeral service, it was in a church that she had, she had just moved to this town. So the pastor didn't really know her that well to speak. And there wasn't a lot of family, but like the whole time, I didn't even feel like I was at her funeral. I just felt like I was at this church and he was just convincing everyone to join the church and it just made me so upset because I'm like this isn't even about her this is about like right 
this church that he's trying to talk people into joining and using this as an opportunity for that. Yeah, that's fucked. I'm sorry that that happened to you. That yeah, it's okay. We made a celebration of life that I through and hosted and it was so much better than than that service <laughs> right I mean god funerals are so depressing and I remember my grandmother she died in 2018 I want to say and my aunt was like I'm not wearing black she wouldn't <laughs> like this so mm-hmm. I mean it's mm-hmm. just like a depressing thing altogether going to a funeral for somebody that you love but yeah try to like think of the happy memories and and what would they want on this day what would they want people to do I don't want people to be sad at my funeral I I want them all to wear fucking Hawaiian shirts (laughs) oh my god (laughs) I was just and sunglasses I can't wait to be at your funeral but that's like the worst thing you could say to somebody (laughs) I can't wait to be at your funeral bitch you too Steph it's gonna be great I gotta think of a dress code now for mine. All right, like, well, you heard it here. Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses at mine, please. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So for mine, everyone wear cat shirts. Sick. <laughs> I can get down with that. <laughs> All right. Now that we've talked about our funerals <laughs> and Hawaiian shirts and cat shirts, I'm like, what, what else could we say about this? Okay. Going back to just like, we're gonna get like a little bit conspiracy theory-ish here so this is this is the warning i love it let's fucking do it so back to the idea of just like religion being very controlling and them using a lot of fear what does history tell us about this and you know you look at examples in history of like when they used fear to control people (laughs) hitler (laughs) coronavirus vaccine so it's just sketchy to me it's like why are you guys using fear for us to like do this thing that you want to do like spirituality doesn't do that Mm -hmm. and I don't think that they should and it's manipulative manipulative yes there we go behavior and it just makes you question like why why is this the way that they're going about it because spirituality will tell you like go fucking take a walk or meditate or something and religion is going to tell you now you got to sit next to this dude behind a wall (laughs) and not make eye contact and tell him all the bad things that you've done like it's so weird yeah I don't know what are your thoughts on this yeah I shared a little bit about this in, in this school system episode of going to confession as a child that was just so strange to me because it was mm-hmm. like, I'm not really doing like anything really sinful. I had to make up sins because <laughs> I didn't want to go empty handed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> because shit, I got to lie to somebody today. So I have something. <laughs> right. And it's like, I'm technically performing a sin just to go to confession because I don't want to go there and be like, I don't have anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> didn't do but my no, homework. <laughs> Back to the um, manipulation, brainwashing, control. So fear, fear, and I think it's hate are like things that drive people the most, like they're the most motivating drives. And that's actually what like Facebook pushes for is when they see people getting into arguments because that's what's going to make people continue to scroll. And I literally said this earlier specifically about Facebook compared to all the other platforms. But anyway, keep going. Yes, yes. And that's so their users can still continue to use the products. And it just goes to show how powerful fear Mm -hmm. fear is and hate is. 
And I have definitely more to say on this, but we'll talk about that a little bit later when, <laughs> when we get onto that topic. So, so that's all I'll say for now. But when I talk about my experience in this goddess circle that I had, a lot of these questions, I feel like you're going to start connecting the dots for sure. Yeah. What was it for you that made you just kind of start like connecting the dots and just questioning, hey, I'm not really on board with this? You know, for me, I don't know if there was ever really like a moment mm -hmm. that I can think of, but it was more just, you know, I was living with this religion at school and then I would go home and it would be like a non-religion, religious life. Mm -hmm. So because my dad wasn't religious, it was really my mom. And then my parents got divorced when I was six. So then it was like that, you know, mm. keeping that value in the home, like kind of went away. So as I was growing up, it was like, okay, at school, this is how I have to be. And this is what they preach and what they say. But when I go home, like it's much more like laid back. And when I stopped going to the Catholic school, I kind of just shied away from those things. And I think what brought the most shame for me was like, my family, um, that the people that were really religious in my family, like, oh, whenever they'd see me, they'd be like, are you going to church? And I just hate, like, it's like, I'm going to say no. If I say no, you're going to fucking judge me. And I know it. It's like, right. why are you asking me that question? And I just felt just a lot of shame. And that's where like that worth again came in of like, oh, like I'm disappointing people. I just don't look good in the family. I look like, you know, the black sheep. I look like the outcast. I look like the one that isn't following the rules. And then there was one point where I just didn't believe in anything. I didn't believe like- Same, you know, we just, I, I was at that point too, yeah. Die and then nothing, right? Uh, and it's very mundane. Like it's very mundane to believe that and think that. And interestingly, inter interestingly enough, I was watching- um, Oh, the Sabrina the, on Netflix, the, mm -hmm. I forget the full title of it. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I haven't seen it. Okay, oh okay. my gosh. Well, it's very like, <laughs> it's really all about Satan. And in this one episode, there's this girl, Prudence, who is also a witch. And there's this practice that they do where they basically like sacrifice themselves. And then like they praise Satan, they hail Satan. So praise Satan. So it's like, oh, okay, if I sacrifice myself, then I'll be in this like world with Satan and live like happily ever after or whatever. And Sabrina Whoa. like wasn't buying that shit. She was like, um, nah. I don't know what's going to happen to you. <laughs> and, and there was a conversation that Sabrina and Prudence had about Prudence said something along the lines of how sad is it that you have no hope or anything. I think that's even sadder than me having this belief. And like that shit hit me. I was like, oh damn, <laughs> like she's talking to me right there. And then I didn't like do anything after that point. It, it just stuck with me like, mm -hmm. holy shit, like I have no hope. Like that's fucking depressing. And then eventually it kind of turned into me falling into spirituality and taking care of it. Took it started with taking care of myself. And then it turned into the spiritual yes. practice. I think we both had the same situation there where we were like, I just started taking care of myself. I just started a skincare routine and putting shit on my face. And that's how it started. Yeah. I think for me, like, again, I was raised Roman Catholic. We fought my mom every single weekend about going to church, like did not want to go at all. Didn't really have a choice. But I mean, that again, that's just another thing. Like, why is it a rule that you have to go to church every Sunday or else you're like, 
bad, you know, like that's fucked up. And it's not my mom's fault because that's how she was raised. But anyways, we went to church every Sunday. I hated it. And in the Catholic religion, I think it's when you're 13 is when you make your confirmation. And so I stayed in church, you know, went every weekend, did everything until I was 13. And then I made my confirmation. And I told my mom, like, I'm not going anymore. I don't want to go. It's my decision now. Like I did this and whatever. And she still tried to fight me about it for a while, but not long after, like, I just stopped going to church. And it kind of got to the point where she was like, listen, you're going to have to believe in something like (laughs) you need to figure something out. You're just not going to sit here and be like, I don't believe in God. And (laughs) but I was that way for a while. I, I I didn't like the label of atheist. It doesn't really like sit right with me. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. But I just didn't know yet. And I still I'm not really clear on like what my, I don't know, like perspective is on like, what is God? We can get into that. But yeah, so I started studying like different religions and I studied Buddhism a lot and I thought it was really interesting. And the, I remember the thing that stuck out to me was when you think of religion, it's history. It is history. It is not going to change. And I don't remember the exact sentence or whatever it was that I read about Buddhism, but it was like, this changes with the times, this adapts with the times, so on and so on. And I was like, that's Mm -hmm. it. Like, that's, that's what I believe. That's what I want to resonate with. And so that's kind of just like how it started happening for me. And, you know, you can imagine a 15 or so year old white girl telling my parents, like, I'm Buddhist now. (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck and you know I at 15 I I was only doing so much people ask me now I will say like the religion that I I affiliate myself the most with is Buddhism I don't practice as much as I used to when I lived in Austin I went to a Buddhist temple about every week and did the meditation practice with them every week and it was really cool um I didn't do that when I moved to Michigan and now in Florida, there actually is a temple like near me. So I don't know, I might start going back, but it was different. Like it wasn't, I wanted to go, you know, nobody was telling me that I had to go. So sometimes I'm like, if I had been raised differently and it wasn't so much of like, you have to do this, like, would, would it have been differently? Like if my parents had been like, yeah, from a young age, like, yeah, whatever religion you want, you don't want to go to church. Okay, cool. You don't have to go. Cause for me, I can speak like personally for myself. I've always been a little rule breaker. Like ever Mm -hmm. since I was little, you tell me that I can't do something. I'm going to do it just because you told me I couldn't. So sometimes I'm like, (laughs) would it have been differently if there had been a little bit more freedom? But I I mean, I don't know. It all works out the way it is, was supposed to be. I would never, Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever would have just like become a super religious, like Catholic person and be going to church every Sunday. At some point I was going to deviate from the normal path because that's just what I do. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I think I think I can resonate with that too, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, something else that was just kind of like interesting to me too, that I didn't really learn until later, probably right before you and I both joined DCI, is I started listening to a lot of podcasts that were about like... (laughs) I don't want to lose people here, but we're about like aliens and just like outer worldly shit and like quantum physics and, you know, things like that. And it really opened up my mind to stuff because, I mean, just it is a fact that like as a human being, we cannot 
biologically perceive everything that's around us. There's sounds that you age out of hearing, you know, at a certain age. Your nose is in front of your fucking face, okay? Like, it is there at all times, but it's not in your vision because your brain knows, like, hey, we don't need this thing blocking our fucking face all day. Like, <laughs> doesn't need to be there. But you look down and your nose is, in fact, still there. So it's just... To me, that was like the big shift is I was like, oh, like I get it now. And I think for a long time, especially when I was younger, I was like, if God's real or whoever, why don't they just come like knock on my bedroom door? Like, you know, come out of my closet and be like, hey, (laughs) what's up? So for me, I was like, I needed that tangible evidence of it. And spirituality by no means offers you that, but it kind of like, it shifted my perspective as in that I was like, what else is out there that I just cannot perceive? We interrupt this sweet-ass podcast episode for a message from our sponsor. Hey, bitches, it's me again. Are you tired of all the lame-ass greeting cards you see in the store? Would you rather send your loved one something that's fucking hilarious with cuss words and potentially insulting? Well, shit, you in the right place then. Head over to AsToldByEllie.com where you will find the best fucking greeting cards on the internet. And as a listener of this podcast, I got a discount code for you guys. Waffles will get you 15% off. Again, that's AsToldByEllie.com discount code Waffles. And now back to the show. Let's talk about 3D, 4D, and 5D. The way I remember it is like 3D is like this is reality, you know, you wake up and you go to your job and drive in traffic and whatever. And 4D is kind of like when you start to question things like, hmm, like you're becoming more aware. And then 5D is when you're just like fucking in it. And essentially the point is there are literally all these other dimensions that exist that nobody talks about because all that we as humans can perceive is the 3D. So I mean, (laughs) I don't want to just keep talking about aliens, but like just going going back to like that concept is like, okay, how can I explain this without sounding psychotic? <laughs> <laughs> to me, like I said, I so desperately wanted some 3D tangible evidence when I was younger of like, show me that there is a God, show me that this exists. And it just straight up wasn't there. And I just kind of like had this epiphany of like, it's in your mind. Like, where else could it be? There is no other option. I mean, just think about like when you go to sleep and dreams that you have and stuff. That's what I'm getting at here is it's just this other dimension that we just cannot even comprehend. That's so just not possible for us to perceive with any of our senses that we have. And so that was what spirituality was to me is it just opened up this whole other world of like, Oh, I don't want to say it's in your mind, but it is, you know, like it's a whole different mind shift and it just puts you in a totally different world. I'm sure that I've just lost a bunch of people there. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? But if you're spiritual, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it's really getting into like quantum physics at that point too, which I can't even start to explain to anybody, but (laughs) We should have got the Google definition of that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know how to explain that to people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, another thing that I think about, too, just going back to being like, show me the evidence is I'm like, who wrote the Bible? 
Mm-hmm. We don't fucking know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, it was men. So, <laughs> I mean, but how do we even know that it's even been like translated correctly? You know, it's like, the, the, it's like the game telephone. Right. That's exactly what I was about to say. You think of the game telephone. It's like how many different languages over how much time has this been passed down? Like there could have been some dickhead that was like, nope. <laughs> I'm just going to rewrite the script. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's fuck shit up a little bit. Like, ha ha ha. But I mean, at the same time, going back to like the fear and the control aspect of it, like, what if that was presented to people in a different way, you know, just to try to control them and control a population? It's like, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of crazy shit that I think uh, has gone down just with religion honestly yeah and and just it, it all comes back to like control not just in religion but you know in kind of everything that we deal with as a society mm-hmm. let's talk about jesus <laughs> this is the part i was waiting for <laughs> let's talk about jesus i just made up a jingle okay first of all these are the straight i'm just gonna call this a fact jesus was in Israel. He is not white. Let's just get that out of the way. What person from Israel do you know that is a white person? I'm like, I'll wait. (laughs) (laughs) So why was that changed? Who felt the need to change that? Why did they feel the need to change that? Just shit like that. It doesn't add up to me. What was the point in changing it? Why did they change it? It's weird. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, is Jesus a zombie? He, he was dead for three days. <laughs> three days, right? Am I, or am I remember this correctly? He was dead for three days and then three came days. back to life. He, he rose on the third day. Yes. 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 And he must you, have had a crazy DMT. Right. I'm like, you brought you. this up the other day. You're like, do you know how much DMT like comes out of someone's brain when they die? <laughs> <laughs> this man was dead for three days. <laughs> he was tripping balls off DMT like for years. three days. <laughs> So he is a zombie. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Jesus is not a zombie. Steph, what other Jesus facts do you have? All right. So when you brought up like these questions about Jesus, this is what reminded me of this experience I had in this. There was a workshop that I was a part of. And this woman, Rev Brianna Lynn, was the speaker in it and she she's done a she's done TED Talks. She has two master degrees. She calls herself an academic at heart. She loves history. She calls herself a student of life, like very, very structured. But she also like says she embodies like Shakti energy, which is like the the awakening of the divine feminine within us. So she like has a polarity of both, like very time out. Explain yeah. the divine feminine for anybody. Like, what the Ooh, fuck is she talking about? The divine feminine. Okay, so there is um, Shiva and Shakti, and Shiva is the divine masculine energy, and Shakti is the divine feminine energy. So it's just like the the masculine and feminine energies that are within us all. We all have a masculine side and a feminine side to us. So Shakti just is she is that divine feminine energy, and when I say divine, it's like it's basically like the healed version, feminine, femininity. So in like the healed and divine masculine, it's so for example, with masculine, the unhealed is like being controlling, like 
needing to have like, like having expectations to outcomes and needing to be really solution-based to where the divine masculine is more of just being that like safe provider, protector, container, right? So divine feminine, that is more of just a being in flow, being in creativity, right? So she really loves to like have both of these sides to her, a spiritual side, but also a side that loves academics as well. She's traveled most of Latin America. She speaks four different languages. And we're talking about Rev Brianna Lynn now, not Shakti. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I just look at her as somebody that's deeply rooted and, and wise. So she was speaking a lot about just history with 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 women and how women females have been the longest who were suppressed gender was first before slavery before anything it was gender where a woman was considered less than human that was like the first to be considered less than human so women specifically have been targeted and hunted for speaking their truth always ever since then, I should say, not always, ever since then. And this is going back like 6,000 years ago. So the reason that this happened was because mothers who have weight in their villages would not allow people to take over the next village because women's voices in the dominant paradigm, they needed to be reduced because it was either collaboration or domination. That was the two directions that these tribes and villages were going into. And the women were saying, not all women, but it was women that were saying like, we want collaboration. We don't want domination. We don't want war because that means that our sons are going to have to go to war and possibly die. So the people that wanted domination were like, hmm, how can we make women sound like they're fucking crazy and we can't take their opinion into consideration. And that's when people started questioning feminine sanity, like saying they're lunatics. That's where actually the word lunatics came from. Witches. Yeah. Oh, which, oh, we'll get to, we'll get to the witches part. That's that's, That's that's what I thought. I'm like, witches. Yeah. They're lunatics. They follow the moon. There's something not right with women. So that's when culture started really demeaning. That just clicked. Sorry. Luna, lunatics. I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Damn. That's where the word actually came from. So then it started this whole domination paradigm. That's when the domination paradigm like started to rise. There was wars going on like everywhere. And that's when the masculine male presenting individuals became superior. So this was pre-colonization. Men became superior. So let's connect this to religion. So around 3000 BC, domination paradigm hit the Roman Empire. So they started a huge war conquest and eventually switched over to Christianity around 300 AD. So this is when the Christian church was created by the Council of Nicaea. So before any of this, Christians were originally underground rebels who said, fuck you to the Roman Empire and their military Mm. insanity, because Jesus was all about unconditional love. And this is where we get into Jesus. And his His birthday. (laughs) I I wish he would have said his birthday. (laughs) Wait, what's what's his name? His name was Joshua, Yahshua to to the Jews, Yahshua, the teacher. That's what he was known as. And he was known for unconditional love. So this worship was not what Jesus was, Yahshua was for. So Jesus was actually a culturally appropriation created name by the Roman Empire. 
in order to create a propaganda around this made up religion that they kind of just like took over and recreated. So it's made up religion, only books written by men. Women used to write the books of the original Christian movement. And it was like that whole spiritual vibe, like take off your shoes, you know, like be grounded with the earth, fuck the Roman empire, love everyone, especially prostitutes, poor people. And we are anti-war. And they were like that for 500 years until, until the Roman empire started taking things over. And Jesus was killed by the Roman empire because he was basically like the MLK of the Jews. Like he was just getting them upset by what he was speaking about. And it had nothing to do with spirituality, nothing at all. It was just like, he was speaking out. And this was a great thing that she brought up. And I'm like, holy fuck. And I would love like your thoughts on this, Ellie. But she's like, okay, so we use a cross, which is a torture device by an ancient empire. So why is that the number one symbol of the largest religion on the planet? It was a torture device? Jesus died on the cross. Yeah, true that. nailed and he wasn't the first one they were nailed to the cross he's when you walk in a church you see a half naked joshua like that's like tortured on the cross so what what does that tell children what does that tell us like as a society like again it goes back to that fear and that control right that you were speaking on earlier (sighs) i didn't even think of this until now you're right it's creepy as fuck like why is this dead guy just hanging up nailed and we just are like, and then, yeah. hallelujah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Can't we so have something more positive? <laughs> yes, yes. That's the programming of the Roman Empire. And so this is also a distinction of the word witch. So, so get this. So witch, witch originally meant a woman individual speaking out against the Roman Empire. It had nothing to do with magic, herbs, plants, music. If you were not a Roman Christian, not acceptable, you're a witch. And it was about 15 million women were murdered in Europe alone for this reason. Fuck. We're both, we're both like shaking our heads. <laughs> you can't see it right now. <laughs> that's what Ellie and I are doing. <laughs> SMH. That's what's going on right now. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. It's fucked. And, and, I don't know, like you, you just think about stuff today and how things are today. And I mean, if you're sitting there and you don't think that like politics and the people in power are like manipulating and controlling everything, wake the fuck up. Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sorry to be so blunt. Not even I'm, you know, I love my conspiracy theories, but just straight up, like open up your eyes, see what is going on around you, start questioning things, start asking things like, why is this like this? I had no idea about that of like how Christianity started and like back in the early days. And I mean, that's really interesting to hear. And it's horrible that it just got shifted over people wanting control. But it's like, this is, this is what history has already told us. We already know this about multiple other civilizations and things that have gone on in the past. So I just don't really know why people think that it's any different now. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not trying to sit here and say all this stuff about like religion is just like fucking up society. But what has happened that I think everybody can agree with is religion and politics have gotten so mixed together and it was not supposed to be this way. And Politicians are shitheads, most of them. They're they're on a different agenda, 
you know, just think think about like all the Congress people that are allowed to invest in the stock market and have tens of millions of dollars when they have the information that like the a normal person wouldn't have. That's fucked up. It shouldn't be like that. So I don't know if if you are sitting here and you think that all the people that are in control and are billionaires and stuff like that haven't done some shisty shit to get to where they are like that's just the reality of what it is and it just makes me sad for society and a lot of people that kind of like I don't I think that some people just might not genuinely know but I think also a lot of a lot of people just don't want to know and they kind of like turned a blind eye to it and yeah, you know, just again, like with spirituality, is it really focused on the individual and empowering yourself, and you know, just all about the self, and you know how to how to be happy and find your purpose and and live your life doing whatever you want to do. And I, I just feel like religion hinders you from that. And it's like, what are they hiding from us? Why don't they want everybody to like live their purpose and be happy and like be spiritual? And to me, it's like they just keep us at this lower vibration so that we're fucking puppets and do whatever it is, you know, go to school, do this stupid college shit, get all these loans. You know, we've talked about this and Mm -hmm. it's it just goes back to the whole fear and control thing. And it's like Mm -hmm. there's so much more on the other side if you can just get there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And um, there was something that I, I learned recently around control and it was around like Mary's virginity becoming the tool of the patriarchy. So this woman, Christina Cleveland, she was a social psychologist and all these other things that I don't remember. (laughs) She was speaking on a podcast and she was saying how Mary's virginity was so confused because Mary could birth Christ, the Christ child, AKA Jesus, Joshua, Without Joshua. any male seed, Joshua, Joshua, <laughs> like she was literally the source of all life. Like she didn't need a male to be pregnant and give birth to Joshua. So, like her womb, the seed, and the fertilization, like she was all source of life. Looked at, and men had nothing to do with it. But they didn't want to teach that to us. They basically were like trying to use her virginity and make it all about control and say like you can't have sex. Because this woman was able to birth literally the son of God is what they say in the Bible, right? But it didn't have anything to do with a man. It was all her. And they turned it around and said, you can't have sex. And then I just saw so much shaming around women when I was raised in a religious environment to where in spirituality, like I've never been so empowered as a woman Mm -hmm. in being in that environment. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, and I just hear like Adam and Eve, for example, I was literally told women sinned and they were punished with being able, like going through labor and carrying the baby. I was told that that was a punishment. And in spirituality, you learn that that's, we're literally like, that's a miracle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Our rooms are like miracles. We literally can hold a baby in there, create a baby in there and then push it out and then go on with our fucking days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fucked that it's like, basically they're just saying that the whole earth got ruined because this woman like ate an apple, like seriously, like, come on, <laughs> like get, really don't give me a better story than this. What the <laughs> fuck? This is bullshit. And 
you know, I think we could get all into the patriarchy and whatever. And again, there's a lot of people that still want to like just turn their head the other way and maybe sit here and just call you and I like feminist and whatever. I don't know. Read a book. (laughs) (laughs) Read a fucking book. But yeah, it's just it's pretty crazy. All of the things that you grow up learning and a lot of people never question that. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, from a young age, I started questioning it. I wish that more people question things. But I just I think it's, again, just a way to like control, like keep people doing what you want them to do. I try to imagine the world like if everybody was spiritual, it would be an amazing place. And it's like this. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Why don't they want this for us? Because then they lose the control. Absolutely. So it's crazy. There's so many like just this is nuts. There's so many things I want to talk about, but I think we'll leave that for for a new episode. Yeah, stepping yeah. on control and brainwashing. And- <laughs> We're getting deep in this bitch. <laughs> All right. I wanted to ask you too, like I'll share my beliefs, but like what is your perception or vision or what do you imagine to be like God or what do you even call God? So the word God is actually triggering to me because of my religious trauma, religion trauma. So I call it the universe. Sometimes I call it source if I'm like guiding a meditation or something. But I don't know. I just look at it as the universe because when I hear God, I think a man that you have to prove yourself to. Mm -hmm. And when I hear the universe, I just like think of just literally out there in the cosmos. It's not a person. It's not a gender. It's not like a thing. It's just, it's something that I can't even begin to explain, but I have seen signs being sent to me, guiding me, right? And I don't know if that's universe. I don't know if that's, I don't believe it's coincidence because I don't know, there's just way too many coincidences for those to be. I don't believe in coincidence actually, but it's just, I don't resonate with the word God anymore because I look at that as like, somebody that's punishing you if you don't listen to him or Mm -hmm. prove yourself to him yeah Mm -hmm. now that you say that I don't like the word God either but I've never thought about it like why is this why does this bother me so much but as once I started to become spiritual I was like well I'm not gonna refer to this thing as God anymore and for me like I, I don't really know what I believe I'm not very clear on this like you, I don't think it's like a man or a woman or whatever. I'm like, God, I also call it universe or think of it that way or or source is another word. I'm like, this being is a hermaphrodite or like I Googled, I'm like, what, what animals are like a man and a woman? It's like a jellyfish. And I'm like, God is a jellyfish. God is a hermaphrodite jellyfish in my mind. God is a zombie and God is the jellyfish. Yes. (laughs) so I I don't know I'm not very clear on that I don't sit down and like pray to like one person I don't I don't pray at all honestly Mm -hmm. um I like the idea that other religions have of like you know the Greek and Roman goddesses and Hindu and how many gods and goddesses there are because I think it's cool that it's like it's not just one ultimate superior super badass you know person it's all these different people that are a god of this, a goddess of that, or, 
you know, just the different things. And I think, I think it's cool because it highlights on different uniqueness that people bring to the world and their individuality and like what their strengths are. And to me, I don't know, there's a lot of things that I look at religion and spirituality. And I'm like, I don't think that that factually happened. But at some point, I realized it's not really about whether it factually happened or not. It's kind of like the principle and the message that you get around it. Mm -hmm. That took a long time to click for me because I growing up like reading the Bible and stuff. I'm like, really? Some dude named Noah had this giant boat? Like, fuck off. <laughs> and he got one of every animal in the world and like saved the whole earth. One of them was infertile. Like, <laughs> what if right? one of them had if- had their nuts chopped off in some crazy African safari battle with another lion? Like, I was going to say, what if one of the animals ate another animal? <laughs> right. Yeah. But I read when I was in college, I went to... Uh, now I feel bad. St. Edwards. I went to St. Edwards in Austin and I'm like, I don't remember the religious affiliation. We'll just say that it was Christian. I mean, I know at least that, but Ganesh has an elephant head and like a human's body. And obviously I don't, I don't know if that's factually true. Maybe it is, but it was kind of just like, it got to the point where like what I was reading, I was like, this is so crazy that I was like, it's not, it's not true. And I don't want to like offend anybody that's Hindu or anything by saying that, but I'm like really like an elephant head with like a body. And to me, that's kind of when it clicked for me. It's like, it's really not about whether this actually happened or not. It's about the message and the lesson that they're like trying to teach you about this. So shout out St. Edwards. You taught me a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me too, because my favorite goddess is Bastet and everyone has seen her, even if you don't know it's her. She's an Egyptian goddess and she has a woman's body with a cat head. Cat tooth. Yes. Scene, right. Yeah. That's yep. that. Fucking awesome. And Didn't then the same name. thing too. Who knows if that was actually, did she actually have a cat head? I don't know. Probably not. We don't know. Right. But maybe what she embodies and what like that lesson is around it. And I just resonate with her so much. And obviously if I want people with cat shirts at my funeral, like <laughs> Ah, it makes sense now. Her idea was all about celebration and dance and just being connected, like being in like, I don't know, your queen, like badass energy and yeah, and cats. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cats, man. Sick. All right. Now I thought it'd be cool to like say some closing thoughts on just like what spirituality like means to you. So I mean, for me, it honestly changed my life. For a long time, I was really depressed. And I was seeing a bunch of different psychiatrists and like on all this different medication. And I remember calling my dad, I'm really close with him and almost on a daily basis and not being like suicidal, but just being like, I don't really get the point. Like, I don't get why we're here. I don't get what we're all doing here. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of just lived like that for a few years of my life. And I was just really lost. And I just really didn't get it. And once I started to become more spiritual, that was really it for me. Like, that was the big transformation. And I've had people even reach out to me recently. And they're like, you've had like such a big shift, noticeably in the last couple of years, like what's going on? And there's a lot of shit that's gone on. But it started with like me being spiritual, even when I have a bad day now, like I did back then, it's really not that bad. I mean, it sucks sometimes. Day, no day is like perfect. You're not always going to have good days. But it's like I 
because of spirituality, I'm so much more equipped to handle those bad days than I was before. And it's made all the difference. Like I respect myself more. I am empowered more. I think that I could do anything in this life that I really want to do, could dream of doing. Like I never felt this way with religion. Like it held me back so much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm in the power and I have the control, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, same for me. It changed my life. If you would have met me five years ago and then see me today, it's like a complete, complete difference. Mm -hmm. I no longer have this like victim mindset um, because I was really stuck in like the victim mentality for a really, really long time. And just like, why does everything happen to me? Of course, this happens to me and I can't get anything right. And just a lot of negative self-talk. And I'm just so much more like not only confident, but there's so much more purpose in my life. There's so much more joy and happiness, but also like when shit does go wrong or doesn't go my way or like something bad really happens, I no longer, I'm so defeated by it. It's, it's more, I move forward with, right. you know, this, this is for a reason and it's for a lesson. I'm supposed to learn what's the lesson. I'm look, I look more at the lessons now yeah. versus like, being frustrated and wanting to blame like the world or myself. And yeah, it's, it's just, oh my God, my cats are fighting. That hiss, there was a hiss and it scared the shit out of me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Speaking of cats. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, you get what I'm saying. So yeah. There, yeah, there I hear you. <laughs> I get what you're saying though, just about now when bad shit happens, it's less of like a victim. I, I mean, I used to do the same shit. I'd be like, man, like I just have shitty friends or mm-hmm. all this bad stuff keeps happening to me. And when I became more spiritual, it was like, well, what can we do to fix this situation for you so that you don't keep, you know, like take some accountability here. What are you doing that's causing this thing to keep happening to you over and over and over again? Like, let's take a step back here. And that's, you know, spirituality really teaches you to be very self-aware and asking yourself mm-hmm. these questions and like checking in with yourself where, you know, religion is going to be like, oh, that's what happened. Like you're going to hell, bitch. <laughs> you're burning in hell, motherfuckers. It's like it's spirituality like really helped me be in just like a constant growth. Like I'm mm-hmm. always growing, yeah. I'm always evolving to where I was so stagnant before. I was so afraid mm-hmm. to, you know, be be judged or be seen in a negative way to where now I'm like, if you see me in a negative way, like Sorry, boo-boo, that's your own problem. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I definitely give, I didn't really give a lot of fucks before, but (laughs) now I get, I just give way less fucks. It's kind of just like, listen, I have great intentions. I really do. I truly think that if everybody was just a little bit more self-aware and, you know, showing themselves some self-love and just connecting with the earth and nature and believe what you want to believe, question things, you know, stop just reading a book and saying like, oh, this is fact. This is how I have to live my entire life. You know, it's, it's good to question things. And, you know, somebody listening to this, I don't think anybody that's religious is still listening to this. (laughs) But, you know, if you are question shit, that's all I ask is have an open mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And one thing I want to say before we go is if you're looking for 
something like, oh, you know, I want to start changing my mindset or like, you know, bettering myself. Like, how how can I do that? A book that I highly, highly suggest that my therapist suggested to me years ago, and it changed my mindset, my perception is called The Four Agreements by Miguel Diaz. Highly recommend it. It just made me look at life in a completely different way. And I no longer victimized myself Mm -hmm. since then. Thanks. Love a good book recommendation. I haven't read that one, so I appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's a good, it's a really good book. I also have to throw out the author Jen Sins. Fuck, I always fuck up her name. Sincero. She writes these books that are like, you are a badass at making money and like how to live a badass mm-hmm. life. Like her thing is, it, it says badass in it. So I just butchered all of those titles and her name. I'll get it sorted out in the show notes, but that's another good one that I thought was pretty cool because... She gets a little spiritual. She calls it woo-woo, but she's like, listen, at some point you have to just acknowledge that to a certain extent, the shit is real. And, you know, so yeah. that that was a good book for me too. Love it. I definitely, I'm going to check that out. I've been wanting to read that book. So now you've just oh, reminded it's me good. again. Read the, read the one on money too, because it's crazy. Yeah, Ooh, that's the one this, I want. Is this our next episode? <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks so much for doing this, Steph. I appreciate you. I'm sorry if we talked too much shit. I hope that everybody still likes us. <laughs> I know the show is like, Steph and Ellie talk shit. <laughs> but it is just really a conversation that two friends are having that's real and that's honest. And mm-hmm. not a lot of people have these conversations or are really like brave enough to put these conversations out there. And that's why Ellie and I just kind of wanted to go for it. And you know, if you're religious or you go to church, we're not saying that you are a bad person at all. It's definitely people, everyone needs to feel like they belong to something. And that's great for people to have and beliefs. But yeah, this was just our experiences, what we've lived and just our, our thoughts and opinions. But we love you all. Yes. <laughs> all all Ta- the people listening. <laughs> exactly. Take it or leave it. We just thought it would be cool to like you just said, record a conversation that most people are do not have. This is not a dinner table conversation. <laughs> we just wanted to go there and just be honest. And, you know, like we said at the beginning, these are our opinions, beliefs, values, experiences. Take it or leave it, motherfuckers. Peace. That's it for another episode of the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys like what I'm doing here. If not, then live your life, man. Set yourself free from my voice. I mean, why have you even gotten this far? (laughs) But if you know someone who would enjoy listening to this, please share this episode with them or post it to your story. Or you can go fucking bananas and run around town telling everybody that you run into. And then leave this podcast review because it really helps to get the word out there and help other people find this podcast. So that's it. That's my plug. Be a good person by leaving a review. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys in the next one.